Welcome to another show of Don't Get This Twisted. I am the professor along with my co-host with the mostest, Tina. How you doing, Tina? Hey, professor. How's it going? Oh, absolutely, positively awesome today. <laughs> yeah. We're all right. <laughs> yeah. And if you and if you believe that, I have a really cool uh, beachfront property in Iowa I would love to sell you. Fake it till you make it, baby. That's it. Yeah, that's what we got to do. <laughs> So today we're going to talk about something that we're both um, pretty deep in or have done in our past. And that is what it's like to raise other people's children. Mm, Yes, we've both done that. Uh, Yeah, we have. (laughs) It's it's definitely a... a, um, a, a very difficult thing, or at least I thought it was. So start by telling your story. Let's see. My story goes like this. Um, my ex-wife, I met many, many moons ago. But when I met her, um, she had a 12-year-old girl and an 8-year-old girl. Oh, I didn't realize they were that young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, so when I met them... It was a interesting thing because obviously there was other men in their life at one point, but um, probably not as serious as we got because we ended up moving in with each other about four and a half months after meeting. Okay. So I moved, I moved everyone into to my condo at the time. And it was a interesting thing because once we got married, which was about four years later, um, obviously they were much older then, but I did sit them down pretty quickly and, and said something to them. I said, you're probably not going to like me because I'm going to raise you like you're mine. Right. <laughs> which... You know, I'm sure probably shotgunned them a little bit, but I just thought it was better to to be honest. Like, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm going to raise you like my dad raised me. My mom raised me. So you're probably not going to like me because I'm probably going to be pretty strict. And I was. Um, thankfully, I my ex-wife did help that with backing some stuff up and and vice versa. You know, she was pretty good about telling me like that, you know, don't do this or don't do that. And I knew my scope, like they're not your kids. So at some point you have to realize you can't, you can only go so far. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's difficult. And with, you know, dad was still in their life. So every two weeks dad would come get them and, you know, there, there was things with that, although he's actually a really cool guy too. So I, I really can't, I can't shit on him. He probably at that time wasn't the greatest Mm -hmm. um, because of financial things and child support and a bunch of other things, but he was a good, I thought he was a good guy. 
Um, nice. Yeah, we got along. But the rate, the the daily thing was very difficult for me because um, the girls had never done chores before they came to my house. Oh wow! Yeah, I, and and it, that says a lot about my ex wife. She was a single parent, and I think she just wanted things done, so she did them all. Mm-hmm. Which is I get that. Which is never a good thing, and, and I understand it. But it's it's you know I tried not to do the same thing with my son once we moved out. And I was a single parent. Like my son had to do shit. I wasn't going to let him just, you know, have me do everything. So, right. Yeah. Cause you can't. So the, the, the first couple of years before my son was born, which was, let's see, it was three years, three, three years. Yeah. Cause my oldest was 15 when he was born. So it was about three years before he came. Those were hard years. Um, the girls as a teenager were, were was difficult for me mm-hmm. because <laughs> I I had a I had a certain view of what I thought they should do and where they should be in life, and she had a different view sometimes. Um, my oldest stepdaughter probably more like me. Um, my middle one very much like mom at the time. Uh-huh. So we butted heads and she was, she was a hard, she was a hard, hard nut to crack. Um, but I raised them both out of the house. Um, my oldest left early to be with her boyfriend. They ended up getting married and having a child way later on. So that worked out. Um, nice. My middle girl or my youngest daughter. She stayed until she was 18 and and after our divorce. And then she went and lived with grandma, but there was, it was an uphill battle because, you know, raising kids is also having a relationship with the person whose kids there is. And there's, there's always going to be who's right and who's wrong. And looking back on it, you know, they weren't my children. Oh, you see. So, you know, I, I probably could have backed off a little more, but I wanted them to be good functioning members of society, or at least in my head. So I, I was kind of hard on them. And I, I think long run it helped, but those are all opinions, you know, and just like this show, some of them are right and some of them are wrong. My oldest did send me a father's day card many, many years later, thanking me for, for kind of being hard on her and showing her that life's not easy. She ended up joining the military and, and realized that the people that, that are in the military don't love you. (laughs) You know, they're going to, they're going to tell you to go do that shit and you're going to go do it because you have to. If I'm saying, go do this. It's because, you know, I still love you. I just want you to be a better person. And she did say that, you know, that I helped her along the way and she understood that I wasn't trying to be hard on her. I was just trying to help, which was kind of nice. What about your story? Well, (laughs) my story uh, is different. I raised a child who was in the foster care system, although we, knew her family. Uh, They were, the kids were taken away 
uh, due to some deplorable um, living situations that were going on at the time. And uh, we, so I had been with my boyfriend at the time for less than a year, July, August, September, October, maybe like four months we had been together before the situation came that, that, uh, the girl that I raised in her family appeared, uh, on our doorsteps. They were friends of, of a friend or they were kids. Shit. How do I even say that? The mom had a relationship with one of my ex's friends. We'll just say that. And uh, she had a child with him and then they separated and she had three more children and then they tried to get back together and that didn't work. But that's when the story started for us. So that's when we met up with, with our daughter and um, we raised her. She stayed with us for like six months. Then we had to, we, we found a place for them all to move, move them out. And then within a year, they were taken away and never given back. Um, so we fostered our daughter and we did that for several years. And then we were able to adopt her at like almost, I want to say she was 12, almost 13 when we were finally able to adopt her. But so for the whole time that we had her, we were, I was under stress thinking, is she going to go back? Is she going to be okay? How's the mother going to do it? You know, is the situation getting better? Um, there was, there was a lot of things. And, and so I, I never knew what the hell I was even doing. I didn't get the nine months to prepare, prepare for a baby. I didn't even get, you know, the time that you would get to, to learn about your, your significant other and spouse, they kind of all were a package deal that came mm-hmm. very close uh, together. And I just, um, so when the kids were taken away, uh, my daughter had asked me to go and get her because she was worried about what the other foster family was going to do to her, specifically the foster father. So I immediately went and filed to get her. And uh, it took us a bit because my then boyfriend didn't want any children. He didn't want anything, but I felt compelled. Like I had to do something because the child was asking for help. And so I just did it. And I remember sitting down with my mom and dad and telling them what was going on and telling them what I was going to be doing. And my mom was like, okay, you know, I understand. Yeah, you should blah, blah, blah. But then I, it was time to talk to my dad. And my dad was like, don't do it. He said, that's the most selfless, the most uh, disrespectful situation you could put yourself in. The kid's never going to give you um, the credit that you deserve. Like he, he just like let it rip because he was a foster parent to one of my friends back in the day. And, and the way that he, you know, felt about it was, was very strong in his opinion to, to not do it. Um, so, but anyway, I did it and, uh, we raised her for the next 10 years until she decided to, she left before college and, um, she hasn't been back since. And so, but in raising her, 
there was so many insecurities and different things that happened because first of all, she wasn't mine. I was never going to be her biological mother. I was never going to have that, that tie that goes with a parent to a child that, you know, they're, they have the same DNA. I didn't have that. Um, it, it was very hard because uh, my, my daughter at the time did not trust people. She did not have a good opinion of men. She had um, some issues that were very apparent that we had to keep her in counseling and, and do everything that we needed to do to, to keep her as sane as we possibly could. Um, it, it was for me being who I was at the time, it was probably one of the hardest things in my life I ever had to do. Uh, I didn't think I wanted to stay with my boyfriend and we were told, okay, you're going to have this kid for like six months. Cause the mom has six months to get her act together. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, I could do anything for six months, but after the six months, I am piecing out of here. I can't do this. Like it's too hard. And I don't know if I love the guy that I'm with. Cause all we did was fight. We'd have these huge fights and it was just trying to, you know, to, to create the boundaries where we thought they needed to be. And we didn't agree on stuff. So it, I never pick the easiest of circumstances to do anything in either. So it, it was uh, it was rather tough and people don't get how if your kid is doing good, what it takes for that child to do good, you know, in, in school or in sports or in whatever they're in. Like it takes it took constant work and and to try to deal with things that you weren't even around for, you know, abuse that that you didn't inflict or you know, times when kids just went through some really shitty things. Like I had a really hard time listening to the stories and things that she had been through because it made me angry and it made me ache and it made me fearful. And, you know, I never felt more insecure as a person as I did when I was raising her. There was a lot to that. Um, you know, I think it would be different if one parent was around, but in our situation, no parent was around. And when the parent was around, it was for visitation and it wasn't to help out. It wasn't to help guide. It it was more of a nuisance than anything. Um, I, I do. I believe it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I'll go with that. Yeah, it, it's it was hard for me. I, I think some of the same things in your case that you just said. I mean, look, I, I had I had never raised a child before. I, I was doing what I thought was correct based on how I was raised. Yes. Um, so you're you're doing what you think is right based on how your parents made you feel, without even thinking about how they would feel uh, mostly from the standpoint of, you know, literally having two sets of parents because um, their dad also was with somebody. So they would go there for the weekend and they would deal with, uh, I think it was a girlfriend at the time, but is now a wife, but even so still that same, that same thing of another person going, 
you need to do this or you need to do that or blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. coming home and me, you know, bitching and moaning about something because I thought that they should do more. Yeah. And, and there's so many things that you have to teach a kid that you have to be present for that you have to do, you know, it doesn't matter if you're the one that, that gave birth to them, or if you're the one raising them, you have to be that specific person. You have to guide them. You have to, you have to hold them accountable. You have to be consistent. You have to be there all the time. You have to any, any kid, if the, if the kid is in your is in your space. It's your responsibility to to care for that child, period. I don't care. I don't care if you're a coach, a teacher, a friend, you know, if, if somebody that can't take care of themselves is around, you have to step up and just do it. And for me, I was really good at doing that. I was very good at keeping somebody safe. I was, I, I could, I would go toe to toe with anybody that got in her way or was anywhere close to being mean to her. And, and yet, you know, we still didn't come out with the best relationship. You know, it, it, you know, my dad said it best, like all good deeds or no good deed goes unpunished. And, (laughs) and he always said that in regards to parenting a child that was not uh, biological and man, he was right in so many ways But yet I don't, I still was going to do it. Nobody was going to stop me from it. You know, there was still, there's still those lessons that Tina needed to learn. And she, she got them. She got a, a mouthful of it at times. And, and it, it was, uh, it was definitely one of the most stressful things I ever did. But I think that had I not stepped in life for the child would have been so much worse. Um, I don't know when she's going to understand that or when she's going to start believing that maybe she never will. Maybe her perception is such that she's never going to come full circle with this, but I had to, I have to believe that I, I did what I thought was best at the time. And I would do exactly the same thing if given the situation to do again. Yeah, I agree. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. Um, I think long run what they've learned and I've learned helped me along the way. It definitely helped me raising my son as a single father. Yeah. Because I, you know, my, my oldest kind of made a joke when my, my kid was born probably seven months, maybe a year in. (laughs) And she said, you know, you're going to raise, you're going to be different with him because he's yours. And about <laughs> 10 years later, she came to me and was like, oh, yeah, I was wrong. You're just like the same as you were with us. And I was like, yeah, because what I believed to be a good parenting style was handed down to me by my dad. I, I turned all right. I haven't been to prison yet. And mm-hmm. I'm old. Um, and I say yet because you never know. But I you know I've never been in trouble with the law. I never had any issues. I, I did all right. You know, I'm a functioning member of society and both of my girls are both functioning members of society with no issues and no, they've never been to prison and never done, you know, anything. So I think I've done okay, but there's, there is always something that you can look back on and go, what if I would have just done this? Or what if I would have just done that? Yeah. Um, 
it's, you know, we can cherry pick all that kind of shit until we're blue in the face until we think, Oh, you know, I didn't think I did very well. I, you know, I think I did. Okay. Um, as I did the best I could. I, I think that again, that's a perception thing because I've talked to a couple of friends that were raising their children while I was raising mine and, and their kids have even said, I, there were times when I wished you were my mom because of the things that you did with your daughter. And then even my friend said, well, shit, I wish that you were my mom too, because I didn't get to do that either. You know? So, so I feel like every bit that I put into it was done with the best of intentions. It was done with the most love I could possibly muster up. And, and I do feel like I did treat her like she was my own daughter. And, and I really saw that she was with me for a reason. And, and I enjoyed it, even though I struggled with it every single day, you know, cause when you get a kid from foster care, you have to deal with the parents in and out. The other children that are in the family come in and out. Uh, you have to deal with visitation and social workers and court cases and mandatory driving here, there and everywhere. So that, you know, the child could keep in contact with family. And then even trying to adopt is another issue because you have to find both parents. And if the one of the, you know, like say the dad was missing, which the dad was at the time, we didn't know where he was. Um, you have, you know, they have to find them. And there's just, it just seems like there's one hoop after another that, that a foster parent has to jump through in order to support the child that they're raising. And then on top of it, just raising a child, which that was for me, the fun part. I really enjoyed uh, teaching, teaching her things and, and watching her go, you know, cause there were so many things in her path that, that would stop her. And so just trying to put things in her path to keep her going and to make, make, life happen and to, you know, keep her happy, teach her things, show her the world. Um, that part I love doing. I loved it. No, it was, she was a really good kid when she, when she lived with, uh, with us and, um, she tried very hard to please me. Um, but I did not realize it at the time that anything even remotely negative I said was, was, huge to her by leaps and bounds way more than what I even meant for it to be, or, you know, it it came across so different. And I didn't realize the insecurities that even a child has when, when it's not the biological parent as well. And it it was just, it was a lot of work and, and a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of going around doing things that, that I would have rather have not done. I wish in a way that I didn't have to do all those things because I could have put more time into having fun with her and teaching her things and, and slowing our our pace down a little bit to be able to enjoy the growing up years. I'll go with that. I think that that would probably be my only regret as well, as I think I was, I was a little too hard on both of them. Um, again, I think, you know, hindsight's 2020 with, with everything we can, we can always look back and go, Oh, if I'd have just done this, or if I'd have just done that, you know, they would have been different or this would have been different. I mean, I, like I said, I, I don't live with any regret from it. 
Um, but I, I definitely wish that we would have had a little more fun together. Um, I, we were, we were financially strapped at, at certain points. Um, so that's, that's maybe something, but not, not enough to, we should have gave them more, I think. And, um, but again, it's hindsight. I, 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 they're both good, really good girls and they've, they've grown up to be good women and, and they've, so I, I think I did okay from that standpoint and look, yeah. they, they got, they have a good mom. Their mom is, you know, I, I can't say anything, you know, utterly bad. Um, the, the relationship with their mom is, is on them now. Cause I mean, it's obviously been 12 years since I've been married. Um, 13 maybe now, but I think that, you know, I still talk to them. They're still in my life. I just talked to my, my daughter and her and her daughter. So my grandbaby, she just turned eight. I just talked to them on Sunday. So like, I still Mm -hmm. talk with them. I still try to make sure what's going on in their life. It's, you know, I raised them for a long time. Mm -hmm. I, you know, and I kind of made a joke because my middle child got married and and at the time um i ended up getting asked to do the wedding because i got ordained (laughs) to actually to actually do it um but before that so my ex-wife has got remarried so if you can believe this at one point her first husband her second husband and her current husband were all going to be at the same wedding (laughs) so i kind of made a joke to her. I said, your, your current husband gets to walk her about three feet and then I'm going to take over and I'm walking her all the way down the aisle, all the way right up until she's going to get married and I'll hand her off to her dad because I raised her more than anyone did. Mm -hmm. And my ex-wife was like, yeah, I can't argue with you there. And I was like, okay, well, uh, in the end of the day, I was in the front, literally looking at my ex-wife with her current husband and her first husband sitting in the front row and me doing the ceremony. It was <laughs> like Jerry Springer. It was wild. Yeah. But it, but it did show me that at the end of the day, I mean, I must have did something right because they both still talked to me while I was involved in one's wedding. I you know, I think that is as bad as I may have think I was. I think I did okay, but it's Listen, not easy. It's it's not easy raising someone else's children, and anybody that thinks it is, I'm like, please let me watch you because I'm gonna pop some popcorn, put my feet up, and you're gonna see how hard it it is. Um, it, it wasn't easy. There was nothing easy about it. And then it if you know, I I look back and I was. 29 when all of this started and and I was living at home before I was with my ex and I was partying and going out and traveling and working a couple jobs and you know I was really good at being single I didn't I didn't have a chance to to really look at what I was even signing up for I when I do something like that it's like it's on a whim okay I got you I could do this and I just do it and I don't look back I I didn't realize how hard it was on me as a person 
to, to do that. I mean, I have love for anybody that I, that I have a connection with. That's not a problem. The problem was all the other stuff that goes with taking on the responsibility of raising someone else's child. You know, you're, you're never the parent completely because there's mm-hmm. always a parent there. You're, you're always the one that's questioned, like, why are you doing this for me? There's, you're always, I don't know. I always felt like I wasn't good enough. Like there was a mom there. So I was like second best, even though the mom was screwing up and doing things that, that weren't beneficial to her keeping her own kids. That's why she lost them. I still felt like I was never going to get that same amount of respect because she, the child did not come from my own body. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, lo and behold, that I went through a lot of that, you know, it, it was very true. That's you get raised or you don't get raised. You get treated a little differently when you're not the biological mother and, and the help and the support and the, everything I needed from the social worker to the lawyers, to my parents, to the teachers, like it it really did take a village. And I did have to, I did have to rally everybody to be in my daughter's corner because there was so much that she needed. And I knew that I didn't have what it takes to do all of it. You know, it, it, uh, look, I, I never, I never wanted to raise somebody else's kids. That was never my, uh, that was not a dream for me. I knew I was going to have a shit ton of kids and I was going to raise them myself. And that was going to be that, uh, lo and behold, did not have a shit ton of kids raise somebody else's like my life plan did a, did a doozy on me, but I, I made the most of it, but I had no idea what I was getting into. And, you know, it's really weird too, because at this age, that we're at and you know, you start dating someone maybe now let's say they're seven years younger than you. Mm-hmm. They have kids mm-hmm. or like I know someone who I would say I would date. She has three kids. She has four grandkids. She's 46. Yeah, that's definitely, uh, that's definitely part of our reality. I I do believe that I could be a good step parent to somebody. I believe I could be a good grandparent to somebody. I just don't know if I would put all that I put into raising my daughter again, though, that, that doesn't, I would be to some capacity good because I could come from an outside space, an outside source. I could have a different opinion of things and, and let the child know if, you know, if I have a good relationship with them, but ultimately I'm kind of cool because I don't have to take the responsibility if something goes wrong. That was a lot. It is. And, and I get, I think that, you know, this person's kids are like 28, 20, 28, 26 or seven. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Like 25. And then like one is almost 19. So like in that case, even if I dated them, I, I, you know, it's not my responsibility to be a parent anymore to them. Cause they're, I mean, those, those are full fledged adults. Yes. Um, So you don't have to raise them. You have to understand them. I think. Mm Mm-hmm. The grandkids, 
you're you are raising, but you're raising them from their parents' shadow, or at least I think so. You know, you still have to let your your children raise their own kids. Oh yeah, with, with some kind of shadow of saying, "Hey, you know, I would like to do this," or or this is what I would do. But at the end of the day, you're going to raise your kids the way you're going to raise your kids. So for me, it's like a weird thing. Cause like, you know, if you start dating people, you know, the first words out of this person's mouth were like, you know, well, you know, my kids, my kids. And I was like, look, I I've been around, I've already done this. Dating someone who has kids is I already did it. As a matter of fact, I married one. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I wouldn't do it again. And I think that, some people look at that as it's a scary thing or, or it's chaos. It's like, well, sure it is chaos. Cause when I got with my ex-wife, it was chaos. Cause it was something new that, you know, I had to deal with, with people being up every morning or being loud next door or doing this or stomping on the ceiling or so, yeah, you become, I mean, this is why I got a little gray hair. It's this mm-hmm. isn't from, this is from kids stress. But I think, but I think I would do it again. Um, again, I think at this age, I'm not raising kids per se. Yeah. Um, unless I would meet someone a lot younger, but I think it's more just being a mentor. And I think hopefully that's what I did for the girls that, that I did the first time. I, I believe that I did way more than mentor. I, I believe that I could possibly mentor now, but yeah, I just don't being a mom being a mom is hard freaking work. Like you get blamed for everything. If your kid's a mass murderer, it's like, where was the mother? You know what I mean? It's like the mom always gets the shit end of the stick. The moms, it's because you always get the kid. Right. And, and not only that, but even from the kid, you get all this shit, like everything that could possibly be wrong in their life. You take the beating for Mm -hmm. and I found that man I hated that shit I like if I could have given that back you know not had that being a mom I think I would have been much more grateful you know because when the the cat is dead in the middle of the street your kid's screaming and you want to you want to hold the kid but at the same time you want him out of there so you could just handle what you have to handle like who wants to be a mom doing that or you know like. no I, I agree it's it all all those little things become big things and and sometimes yes. and sometimes the big thing you can make a little more little um I, I did a lot of crazy things with my with my older daughter only because i think that she she did a lot of like she had a spanish um a Spanish final that she needed to do. It was a video Spanish, Spanish final. So I edited it down. So I, I think we, we were just more alike than me and my middle daughter. And there's really nothing you can do about that. There's still, you know, it's, it's like meeting somebody you're, you're, we have our own personalities. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my middle daughter um, now is much easier, but again, she's also, you know, 28 years old. So it's not, it's not the same anymore. I don't look at her like this little girl who didn't want to wash the dishes. Yeah. Because now she owns a house and she washes her own damn dishes. Yep. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I, again, I, I wanted them to do chores to be ready for the real world. And because yes. I told them, I said, just so you know, like, do you know who washes your dishes when you get older? You do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and um, I think that they learned something from that, but it's not easy. I mean, and, and for the people that I know that are raising their own kids, you know, it's hard. It's enough not to, easy. <laughs> it's hard enough to say, Hey, clean up your shit and stop putting dishes underneath the bed and mm. get the baby, get the baby diapers from under the bed. Cause you're just too lazy to get, to take them out. It's like, this is, and this is people that I literally know wow. that had to do this and, and it's stressful on them and it's stressful on their relationship. And then, you know, it, it, there's so many things that go along with this. And then when they're not yours, it's a whole other thing. Cause you can't freak out on them because you freak out on them and, and your spouse comes to you and why are you yelling at them? Well, they fucking should have did this. Well, they, you know, you shouldn't, you don't, shouldn't be doing that. And then you have to hand it off to them and mm-hmm. then there's stress. And then part of your relationship stress, because, you know, <laughs> there's so many yeah. things that are involved in raising other people's children. Not yeah. that it's not something that I got something from because I did. And, and I love my daughters and both of them are good people. And, and I'm glad that I did it. I wouldn't change it for the world, but I will tell you from the standpoint of life, it is hard. That's an understatement. I, I can't tell you the amount of stress that, having a child that was not ours put on our relationship. Not that it was all bad. I'm not saying that it was, but it put so much stink and stress. And, and it really did divide us in a lot of ways because we had different ways of wanting to parent mm-hmm. and we were different people. And, you know, it, it was, it was rough. It was definitely rough. Well, we're going to give you a, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. I, I did learn a lot about myself though. And I did manage to, to get a, a child who be, who did like finish off school, got her master's and is doing her own thing. So for as bad as it was and as hard as it was, I think that the, the end the goal was, was achieved. You know, she's in a situation where she doesn't have to uh, continue the cycle. She could break it. Yeah. It's a win. It's a win. It's a win. And, and I think both of us and a lot of people I know that, that have raised other people's children, it's a win. If you get them through whatever your life goal is, getting them out of high school, getting them on their own, getting them to a place where they can take care of themselves and then whatever blossoms from there, it's, it's a wonderful thing to say that we did this, but Things come with that. <laughs> um, you know, you, look, you can argue that. I, I think so. Like I said, I, I have no, no complaints and no regrets. I would do it again, knowing the exact same outcome. I would do it again because yeah. I got something from it. And it's, I, I got good human beings from it who hopefully many, many moons from now, when I'm long gone, a story about me will come out to, you know, someone else that says, you know, this guy who married my mom actually ended up being a pretty good guy. That's cool. Yeah. That's, I that's like really that. all I, that's all I care about that at some point 
somebody at least in between the two of them realized that uh i was all right yeah i get you well i guess we can say that's the last word because i don't think we can top that one that works for me and Uh, getting, getting down to business let's get down to business uh hey thank you listeners for being there and listening to our podcast please uh Share us with your friends, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and please subscribe. You could listen to us on Spotify, Google, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and uh, we're, we're getting a bunch of listeners. So please continue and, and do share us so that we could continue to grow and continue to do this because I'm, I'm having a good time. I totally agree. And this is a show about opinions. Don't get it twisted. Just opinions. At least maybe not this show, but look, we like, we, we, we like having a lot of fun here. Thanks for listening and uh, tune back in. We're putting out the shows. Keep your ears on share, share, share. Thanks, Tina. We'll talk to you later. Thanks professor. We will. Bye. Bye.